You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The presenting sponsor of the Make Defense Great Again podcast is the Make Defense Great Again podcast store. That's right, we got a brand new store chock full of all sorts of fun stuff so you can rep your favorite podcast. Over the last few months, I've toyed around with the idea and I've been looking at some different companies and I've partnered with Printful to bring custom-made items to your doorstep. Originally, it was going to be maybe a shirt, you know, for the wintertime, a hoodie, maybe a hat or two, but the Printful store was so fun and I got so many requests for different items I figured, why the hell not? Let's add a bunch of stuff and have some fun. Printful provides custom made-to-order items, which gave me the freedom to create a lot of different products that a traditional store wouldn't allow. And I'm really excited to show you what we have. Our core items are a short sleeve shirt, long sleeve shirt, a hoodie for the winter, and a sweatshirt. Each item can come with just a print on the front, or you can add the quarterback can't see with tears in their eyes message in the back so you can really rep the defense and what the podcast is all about, putting them tears in. Each item is in a myriad of colors. We've got black, navy, red, maroon, different shades of blue. All the dark items have white text, and a few of the light colors come with deep blue writing on the front. It has the Make Defense Gradient logo, and they come in sizes ranging from small to 5X, depending on the color and what's in stock. Even though all the items are unisex, we got some special clothes for the ladies, including a short sleeve t-shirt, a razorback tank, and a crop top. Also, we have kids and youth clothing with a youth short sleeve t-shirt, a toddler short sleeve tee, a baby jersey short sleeve tee, a baby one piece, a kid's hoodie, and a really cool looking embroidered baby bib so you can start them young in the world of defense. We have nine different types of hats, including a snapback hat, a structured twill cap, a dad hat, which is my personal favorite, complete with camo print, a retro trucker hat. We got a orange front with a khaki back. looks really cool. A five panel trucker hat, a regular cuffed beanie, a beanie with a pom-pom on the top, a bucket hat, and even for those offensive coaches, we got you covered with our Make Defense Great Again visor. Also, we have some accessories, which is my favorite category. We have your premium face mask, so you can stop the spread of COVID in style. The popular fanny pack with the Make Defense Gradient logo on the front. The quarterback can't see with tears in his eyes top. And if you open the inside, it has quarterback tears written on the bottom. We have iPhone cases. One is blue with white lettering, and the other one is white with blue lettering. Every iPhone size you can imagine is in the store, as well as Samsung cases. For the Galaxy S10, the S10 Plus, the S10e, S20, the S20 Plus, and the S20 Ultra. 
as well as a drawstring bag. So you can keep all your stuff when you're going to those seven on seven tournaments. We round the store out with the fun stuff category, which includes a QB tiers mug, which is the best selling item so far. A kiss the defensive coordinator embroidered apron, a quote framed poster with the tears in the eyes quote. And a few different stickers. One has the podcast logo, one says QB Tears, and the other one has the quote as well. Three, four, and five inches. If you're interested, you can go to www.coachvast.com slash store. Again, that's coachvast.com slash store. As I previously mentioned, all of these shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts come in all different colors and sizes. So you can wrap your school colors and the Make Defense Great Again podcast. And if there's something you're really looking for and you don't see it in the store, I can actually custom make the item for you. So just reach out. Check out the store today at coachfast.com slash store. Hey now. Hey now. Welcome to another episode of Make Defense Great Again. My name is Chris Vassar, a.k.a. Coach Vass. Hey now. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey now. Today, we have a bonus episode to wrap up the year 2020. I know 2020 was awful for a lot of people. We are in the middle of a global pandemic. My year started off in a horrible fashion. I gotta be honest, and I hate saying this out loud because I know so many people have suffered. 2020 has actually been kind to me, and it's because of you. My year started off burying my mom, having to leave my job, move back across the country, a pickup from, from nothing, from scratch and start over again, and I'm so much further along than I ever thought I would be, and it's all because of you, because of the listeners. I just wanted to thank you for all the support that you've given me. You guys are the best, and as I've mentioned on Twitter, every night at some point, I go out with my girlfriend and I sit on the porch in the house that I grew up in, and I just I just tell my girlfriend how lucky I am, and thank God for you guys every day. So I thought I'd give you a little something extra, as a small token of appreciation. It'll never be able to repay you guys for all the great things that you've given me. But I thought I'd have a little fun and put this together to give you something to listen to over your remaining Christmas break if you have one. So today's podcast is going to be a compilation of all of the championship calls ever on the podcast. As you know, if you're a regular listener, at the end of the pod, I give a scenario, which I will go over in a little bit. And I asked the coach to give me a gut reaction. Well, it was a gut reaction at first, but after people started listening, they knew the question was coming. What I've done is taken every single response and put them together, including responses from the last podcast I was on. And for legal reasons, I'm not allowed to pull the clips and play them. So I basically just repeat the answer back that they gave. And I kind of sprinkle those answers in if they're similar to answers that people have given on the Make Defense Great Again podcast. And it was really a lot of fun. The reason I put the question together was because I thought it would give a little bit of a a window into the coach's personality. And I I thought that would be a good idea. But but I soon realized that I'm actually asking the question at the end of the podcast when you've pretty much got that that, uh, feel for them throughout the interview. But I stuck with it nonetheless. And it's something I really enjoyed. The Make Defense Great Again podcast guests that will be featured today include Kyle Kogan, Don Brown, Ron Roberts, Mark Marinelli, Pat Fox, Robert Rubel, Jacob Gill, Bud Foster, Nate Woody, Chad McGee, Courtney Braswell, Ben Robertson, Dean Peace, and Nick Davis. From the previous podcast that I was on, I included answers from Adam Gaylor, Brian Vaughn, Ty Gower, Patrick Tony, Brandon Lechtenberg, 
Cody Alexander, Burt Watts, Rob Everett, Jerry Gordon, Dante Barti, Mark Duda, Slade Calhoun, and Joe Moorhead. Before we get into the show, housekeeping notes, follow me on Twitter at Coach Fast and the show's account at MDGA Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new podcast in 2021 where I talk offense. Yes, you've heard me right. More details to follow, so stay tuned. Patreon.com slash Coach Fast is the address. If you do sign up at the end of the month, I will refund your money as soon as the first hits. Also, check out the redesigned website, www.coachfast.com. My Coach 2 video, which we'll talk about later, is on the page. You can go get that. If you want any consulting, there's a tab for that. I'm going to be adding some new stuff on there, some links or stuff I've done for Huddle coming soon. Lastly, make sure you subscribe to the show if you already have it. Rate and review it. It really helps me and it helps coaches find the show. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. So let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. Okay, if you've ever listened to the show, you know I asked a question at the end. And if you also pay attention, you know that I kind of write it down and I kind of remember it and I kind of leave out some of the details. And it's kind of a train wreck. It's at the end of the show. My brain is usually buzzing with all of the cool information I've learned. And so I fum for around and stumble through the question. But, you know, I'm trying to get more professional. So I did write down the scenario thoroughly this time. And because you're going to hear like 25 answers, I cut out me asking the question. So you only got to hear it once. So here it goes. It is the championship game, whatever level. I've had coaches from high school to D3, D2, 1AA, 1A. Sorry, I know I I can't. FBS, FCS, I I can't get around that. I've even had Super Bowl winning coaches, multiple ones. Going to flex a little bit. That's right. So whatever that championship game at their level is, the scenario is fourth and nine. The ball's at about the 40-yard line. The defensive team is up by two points, and the offensive team is an amazing field goal kicker that is nails. There's about nine seconds left, and the offense is trying to get a first and then kick the ball. This is important because Hail Marys are kind of ruled out. They have a good kicker. They're just trying to get the first. They're trying to kick the field goal, get to three points, and go home. They have a timeout, so they can throw the ball wherever. It does not have to be an out route, which is important when planning this. And the offense is going to line up in a 10 personnel look, either two by two or three by one formation. Not necessarily 10 personnel, though, with four receivers. There's there's going to be 10 or 11. One of those receivers may be a tight end. The question is, if all things are equal, what is your go-to call? What is your gut telling you? What I mean by that is you're not having to defend Randy Moss out there. Your players are good. Their players are good. It's an an equal-ish matchup. There's not one certain guy they're going to go to because that would be an easy answer to the question. The the offense has a couple threats that they can go to, so you can't just gang up on one guy. So that is the scenario. So now you'll get to hear from some amazing coaches from all different backgrounds and walks of life to tell you what they would do in this situation. The first clip comes from Season 2, Episode 21. Game planning third down with Dean Pease, ex NFL defensive coordinator. It was released on October 31st, 2020. Coach Pease gives some really good insight here, which is not surprising considering he's one of eight defensive coordinators to win a Super Bowl with multiple teams. Here's Coach Pease. I'm either going to go after him and 
make them throw it if I feel good about a pressure and I feel good about the formation that I'm going to get, you know, with that in that situation, I'm just saying that uh, Michael, after, especially if I feel good about our corners matched up on their wide receivers, if not, then I'm going to show pressure and I'm going to three man rush, but I'm actually going to play man coverage with three reps. Love it. In other words, I'm going to have, it's going to be man free, which is really got a free safety and a short hole player that's free. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to actually drop another guy in there also, you know, like what we'll do is we'll, we'll rush three and we'll end up dropping eight and playing man free. So you got the five guys that are manned and then you still got three guys, two rats and a middle of the field safety. So what I'm doing is I'm giving you max coverage, but I'm playing tight coverage because it's not zone. There's no, he has to put it in a tight window. And if he holds it, he may run out of clock. So he, the quarterback can't hold it in that scenario. Right. He, he's got to get rid of the ball. He's got to get it to get it out quick. Plus, I, I can now play outside leverage so he can't throw the ball and get it out of bounds to save the timeout. Not mm -hmm. that that matters anyhow. Because now they can they can still go up there and take a knee and down it and all that stuff, and clock it, you're, you're uh, call the timeout. So I'm going to play outside leverage, give all those guys a ton of help, but I'm going to simulate it by showing pressure and then drop out of it, but still playing man. Because as soon as he sees the two guys, the quarterback, as soon as he sees those two guys drop, he may be thinking zone, but it's not zone. Right. So there's a couple guys in zone, and there's five guys in man, and it, with a three-man rush, he, he can't hold the ball. So that would be my situation. The old one-double robber. Yeah. Did you ever run that in a specific game or situation that we could look up? Oh, boy. I, I have, but I, I can't tell you exactly offhand what it is. The next clip is from Season 2, Episode 8, the Virginia Tech Defensive System, Coverages, Pressures, and Evolution, with Bud Foster, former defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech, released on April 6, 2020. Well, you know, it, it varies from year to year. Let me say this. I mean, my, my first gut reaction will be to pressure. You know, that's going to be, Love and that it. probably doesn't surprise you at one No, nope, not surprised. I wish you could see my surprise face right now. But I think uh, year after year, I mean, I just think, you know, you, you have to be smart and play to your personnel and what your strengths are. You know, maybe one year you're not a great blitzing team. Um, and you know, you have some guys that can get after the quarterback and you're pretty good coverage wise. You can set and squat on things for a route, but you know, it just creates so much, uh, potential time, you know, if you don't bring pressure and that's, that's always been probably my philosophy when it gets to a critical time in the game. Um, you know, I'm always going to try to, you know, dictate a little bit more to that quarterback and make him make a split second decision and, you know, and he's got to make it good, you know, with hopefully somebody in his face or, uh, you know, barreling down is, you know, right down the middle of him. So, you know, that, 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 that would be my first inclination would be, you know, what's our best pressure. It might be a zero coverage pressure. You know I mean? We're bringing through uh, six man heat and then more, you know, that we can add a uh, blitzer and whatnot. So that'd probably be my first thought. Now, let me, I'm going to want to nail you down a little bit. And I know, this question's a little different for high school guys because to be honest with you, the variances from year to year are not it's not as drastic, I think. You know, like we don't get the Edmonds, like you said, Edmonds versus some of the other right. guys you get. You you guys are good, but they're like 
it's less specificity. It's more like my best linebacker is usually my best blitzer, my best cover guy. You know, he's best at everything in high right. school. So let right. me ask you, th- let me frame this a little differently then. Cause it's a great answer, but I want to, I want to get a specific pressure without, and it's hard. I mean, you've coached your defense coordinator, Virginia tech for 25 years, for God's sakes, you could go through the years. So let me ask you this. Let me frame it a little differently. Is there a time that you've been in this scenario or something very similar was basically like first down, they're going to win and you got to stop them. And if so, what was the call that you made in that certain situation and why? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Well, yeah, it puts me on the spot because there's been so many. You know, there's been plays, games that I've, because I've pressured maybe they're thinking pressure and I may, you know, change it up and play coverage. And they got, they all of a sudden, you know, the guys back there jacking off the ball. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, it, it, it varies. I think it, it varies okay. what you've been doing, what's, what some of your strengths are as a team, uh, what's their strength, you know, and what you want to do to defend, uh, certain things that they have a go-to guy and you know, what you've seen it. I mean, you may double a receiver. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just, um, I think it, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of popping out because I, it's you know, okay. it, it, I put you on it, the it spot. is, yeah, you know, uh, you know, but I've been in both. I, I know this year we lost to Notre Dame and I, and they beat us on the last play of the game, beat us 21 to 20 at their place. And, um, you know, I, I was setting back and playing coverage because all of a sudden I had uh, two or three of my top DBs were out. You know, he got hurt during the course of the game. And when I go back in retrospect, I wish I had gone back and, you know, and pressured. But my biggest concern uh, with pressuring was the quarterback all of a sudden. He could run and scramble. And, you know, he was a dynamic guy with a ball in his hand. But, you know, all those factors go into, you know, when you do make a call and um, and what is the right call. Now, they scored again in the game, and I'd like to go back and say, she's, I wish I'd, you know, wish I'd have blitzed on, you know, that play. But my biggest concern was that quarterback, all of a sudden, we blitz and there's no second-level players, then he's going to run for, you know, a long way, where I felt like, you know, we could keep him in the pocket and, you know, we could, we could match up coverage-wise. But also, I'm going to stress, you know, a young DB and put him on an island, so to speak, either. So that was kind of my thought about that. Awesome stuff, coach. No, I totally, I, I totally understand. And it's, it's not a cop out at all. I mean, it's hard yeah. when you get into specific situations, you know, especially at your level, it's such a matchup game. You know, it's becoming well, it more is, and more. It's kind of what you, you know, and, and what's been working and what your kids feel good about. And, you know, and you as a coach feel good about and have, you know, confidence in and, and those kind of things. But, you know, when we're really, really good, uh, to be honest with you, uh, when we, we went through a stretch there for about 15 straight years and we were as good as anybody in the country year in, year out. And we had some dynamic corners. And, um, you know, I really felt good about being able to bring pressure, you know. And uh, that was always something where it was mixing up zone pressures or in certain situations, being able just to match people up and play man coverage and, and get after them. Uh, that, that was probably one thing that we probably did as good a job as any of that for, for a period of time. It's great stuff from Coach Foster. This next clip is from Nate Woody's Season 2, Episode 9, entitled The East Coast 3-4 Defense, released on April 20th, 2020. I'm going to go back to two things on that uh, on that last play of the ball game. I don't want to, to lose not giving everything I got. 
and as I started as a as a coordinator in this uh, in this league, um, if uh, you passed the fifty yard line, I was I was blitzing like crazy. So uh, after having spent uh, quite a bit of time with uh, you know Coach Brown at Michigan and and uh, this last past season, uh, I saw an awful lot of pressures that uh, that he had. But uh, but what I'm going to go with and what I'm going to do on that scenario is go with a blitz to where I'm bringing more than you got, and I'm going to play a zero coverage. I'm going to catch you at the sticks, and whoever wins, wins. So that, uh, that's what I want to get after him and not, uh, not give that quarterback a chance to wiggle out of there. Don't give him a chance to pat the ball and uh, let the better man win. The next three clips are from season one. First up is Ron Roberts from season one, episode three, entitled Tight Fronts, Sims, Creepers, Oh My, released on August 7th, 2019. At this point, Coach Roberts was the defensive coordinator at the University of Louisiana. After that season, he moved on to Baylor, where he is now the defensive coordinator. One of my favorite interviews and a really great friend and mentor from afar. Here's Coach Roberts. Conceptually, there's two things that, you know, and I'll talk more commonly. I mean, hit this and you guys can do a call if you want. But if he's not inside the kick line and he's playing coverage, I'm like I said, I'm defending that nine yard mark. So I would take, I would rush four and play coverage. You know, and I'm defending that nine yard mark wherever kick. Now if he's on the kick line, right, where he's got it or he's close enough two, three yards from that kick line, then I'm gonna go after him because we got to get a sack to get him out of the kick get him out of the field goal territory. So if he's in right there, I'm probably I'm rushing four. Um, could be creeper depending on our protection, but I would probably rush four and play something like too high match coverage. Mm-hmm. What if you want to heat him up? What's what's something that you're uh, if if they're a little closer? You teased me a little bit, so I gotta ask if they're a little <laughs> closer. What do you what are you thinking? Yeah. So he hits a kick line. Uh, I'm probably gonna go double A gap, zero pressure. I'm bringing them. The next clip is from the Make Defense Gradient podcast record holder with three appearances, Kyle Kogan, who is the head coach at Lexington High School in Lexington, Missouri. This actually comes from the first episode ever of the Make Defense Gradient podcast, season one, episode one, entitled Three Deep Zone and Ripley's Match versus Trips, released on July 22nd, 2019. So my first answer that I want to try to do is I want to run the Polish goal line defense. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the listeners what that is. For those of you don't know. So I believe this was in an old buddy Ryan playbook. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically I'm going to trot out a couple extra defenders. Um, We might have 13, 14 guys on the field. Um, <laughs> you know, rush those extra couple guys, play whatever coverage behind it, right? And hopefully the refs and nobody else notices. That's awesome. You think you can get away with it? Probably not. Probably not. But well, I mean, it, I'm going to choose. I'm I'm going to choose some time off the clock by doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you could, eat, and then you can try to freeze the kicker if you want after that. Or, I mean, they're still, it's five yards, so they still got to get the first. It's a little bit, I mean, you're trading five yards for, you know, especially if you run them on late. You know, I don't know if some of the rules have changed or whatnot, but if you can get away with it, you've chewed some time off the clocks, so they still got to run another play. It's a great idea. Now, if you can't, 
do it. Uh, I wonder if it's one of those things you can ask the refs ahead of time. Hey, uh, you know, they're like, do you have any trick plays or shifts or motions? No, but we're going to try if we get in a crunch time. We're going to try to run 14 guys on the field and take some time off. You think you could tell the rest that? <laughs> I might be able to get away you think with they it would fly? Yeah. the yeah. relationship you have with the ref. Yeah, be nice to the refs. Um, yes. Okay, well, if the Polish defense doesn't work, what are you going to do then? Um, I'm probably going to play some sort of two-man variation, you know, whether it's just straight two-man or uh, man-match cover two where, you know, we're going to switch on out routes and stuff. Um, Front-end-wise, you know, kind of depend on the quarterback, right? Um, Do I want to keep him in the pocket? Do I want to flush him out of the pocket, right? So that's going to dictate whether I'm going to do you know, some sort of simulated or replacement pressure. Um, if he's not, you know, if, if I want to keep him in the pocket or if I want to flush him out, then run a stunt to push him out of the pocket and have a spy to run him down. So I, I think that was probably similar to what I said last time. I don't remember exactly, but I, I think it was something similar. Yes. But Hey, if that's your go-to call, that's your go-to call. Yeah, I mean, go-to is obviously Polish goal line defense, but... Polish goal line defense, sorry, sorry. Uh, after after your first go-to, your second go-to. Right. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm not allowed to play clips from the old pod that I had, but I went back and reviewed it. Kyle was actually right. So the first episode I did with USA Football on Ripley's match from April 9th, 2019, Coach Kogan gave a very similar answer. He said he would run a two-man variation, either being just straight cover two-man or cut slash clip. The qualifier was if the route switched, he would man-match it and pass it off. But if they did not switch and were going vertical, he was going to play straight two-man. He mentioned also it would be a drop-eight concept with a spy. I'm excited to introduce Coach Vast Defense, a comprehensive out-of-the-box defensive system with everything you need to coordinate a top-tier defense coming in early 2025. The system is a one-stop shop and comes with a complete, robust defensive scheme with tools to get into any structure, including even, odd, mint tight, bear, stack, three high, and more. It comes with an NFL-level playbook with run fits and route matches, narrated install videos with a schedule for implementation, and a library of answers for every offense you will see, including the spread 11 personnel offense du jour, the air raid, the Bryles offense, option schemes including the flex bone, the wing tee, three back, and much more. It also comes with a drill and game film library, live in-season game planning sessions, templates to help you organize practice, opponent breakdown, and tools to make you a better play caller. Whether you're new to coordinating or a grizzled vet looking for new ideas, this system will have something for everyone. If you want to see all the details of the system, visit coachfastdefense.com and make sure to sign up for the mailing list to get updates and invitations to webinars to have your say in the system's creation so all of your coaching needs are met. Again, go to coachfastdefense.com, check out the details, and sign up for the mailing list. This past season, coaches across the country used CoachPad to be more efficient with their scout cards for prep on the weekends and on the practice field with their scout team. Whether you're using a computer program to create your scout cards or drawing them by hand, the CoachPad is for you. Some of the features coaches enjoyed the most this past season was never printing paper or stuffing a binder, the scout team being able to see their cards clearly, even in the bright sun, and using the CoachPad on game day to sync diet 
diagrams from the press box to the sideline. This offseason, get yours at thecoachpad.com and get your program ready for next season. Again, that is thecoachpad.com. Speaking of the old pod, we had a couple guests that gave similar answers, so I figured this would be a good time to go over them. My friend Rob Everett on the Playing the Tight Front to All Personnel Groupings pod, released June 5th, 2019, said he would run a four-man rush variation with overload pressure. So basically put three guys to one side, one to the other, and game it up over there. We run a two-man coverage with coverage at the sticks, which is a theme among some of my guests. Also answering Coach Kogan's really good friend Dante Barti on part two of the Cover 7 episode, released July 2nd in 2019. Coach Barti said that he would run either Mars or Venus 5, which are both Nick Saban slash Kirby Smart pressures. It was actually one of the most in-depth answers we got. Mars is an even front concept and Venus is an odd front concept. And cover five is two man in Nick Saban's defense. He went into more depth about Mars. Mars and really both of them are double A gap pressures with a trace player. And it's a simulated pressure because you're only bringing four. Both are good for Bob and half slide protections. So get your pen out. So we'll start with coverage first. Two man coverage. Full press across the board unless there was stacked or bunches. And he wanted those guys to undercut any outs or digs, make the quarterback throw the ball behind him. He did say that if it was Bob, he would run the Venus version, the odd front version. But if he wasn't sure if it was going to get half slider, Bob, he'd run Mars. Both pressures, the mic is going to blitz the A gap away from the running back with the DN opposite the running back running a super stick to the opposite A gap. So you've heard of a long stick being two gaps. He's actually going to loop around to the opposite A. So it ends up being a three gap stunt. It sounds like a lot on paper, but with the pass protection and moves. So it's actually a shorter distance. And I messed around with this one in camp. And I can attest that it looks a lot scarier on paper than it does on uh, on the field for the defensive perspective, because you don't think he's ever going to get there. I assure you he will. The defensive tackles will run cop techniques. So they're going to go through the B gap and contain. And they read the ass of the face of the offensive tackle. If the offensive tackle shows in their face and works to them, they will go outside for contain right now. If they get their ass, meaning they're a pass setting the defensive ends, they will work through the B gap and set a new edge. The DN to the running back will trace or green dog the running back. It's basically turns into a pop stun. You know what a pop stun is, or some people call it a tex. The three works through the B to contain. The end loops around to the A. The difference being that the end will end up looping around and taking the running back man to man. But if the running back flares fast, he'll end up taking him, which that's what's great about the trace pressure or the trace path rather is that three technique to the side of the running back is containing no matter what. Some guys like to have that three technique read it. I personally think that's really tough. The Patriots do this where they have the three technique read the back release. If the back stays in, they go through the B. If the back releases, they'll work outside. It's a little too tough for high school and even college players. So that's why the trace concept is really good. The three technique is going to contain for pass no matter what. The end two will either loop inside and take the back. Or if the back flares, he's got him. But we at least have contain accounted for. And what it does is it creates interior pressure, which is the hardest to pick up in high school. Coach Barty, who is now a graduate assistant at Cal, did mention that because we said all things were equal, he would run this pressure. But if the quarterback was going to be a runner, he may call something different. And if they had a definite top receiver, he would double them. The next answer comes from Pat Fox, head coach at Notre Dame Prep in Pontiac, Michigan. Coach Fox is one of my favorite people out there, and he taught me a lot of defense over the years and really helped me out, especially when I was young. He's also probably my favorite clinic speaker ever and can tell a great story, and he's just a great overall guy. 
His answer comes from the season one, episode four show entitled two under 3d pressure and linebacker reads, which sidebar we use his reads to this day. They're fantastic. You can find them in the glazier vault basement, whatever the hell it's called now, or hit him up and he'll probably teach it to you. That pod was released on August 14th, 2019. Here's coach Vox. You know, first thing you got to decide is how you think he's going to play it. If he's going to play at the score, okay, I'm running goosebumps. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go a goosebumps, and he's going to get the ball out fast. If he holds the ball, we're going to knock him back, and we're going to get a chance. On the other hand, okay, if he's just, if he's just playing to put the ball in the middle of the, get the ball to put the in the middle of the field so he can kick it. I'm going to go with a backer blade three seam, which is a zone pressure. And, you know, I just, I just feel that in that situation, you got to have an idea of what they want to do. Cause I think the biggest, right. the biggest thing, you know, if their kicker's good, they're going to go for the field goal, you know, then they're going to run the ball. Yeah. You know, I'll put a run stopper up. If I think they don't like their kicker and they, you know, they, you know, they want to, they want to, they want to get the first down. I'm going to run goosebumps and I'm going to bring the pressure and I'm going to come hit their kid, you know, and he, yeah, it's fourth and nine. Yeah. And so it's fourth and nine and they're going to try and go for the sticks. We think they're trying to go for the sticks because they got Adam Vinatieri reincarnated. Yeah. Playing kicker. Yeah. I think we'd, I think we'd probably be in goosebumps. You know, I like my, I like my kids right now in the secondary. You know, if I have a, if I have a, if I have a, a kid who can't tackle, I'm not running that coverage. You know, I can't, gotcha. I can't line up and have a kid, you had them throw a hitch and have my kid hit him like a lumberjack and fall to the ground. That can't happen. You know, the other thing that, you know, I'll give you a little, a little deal that, you know, we play so much 51, 52, we play so much split coverage, you know, another, uh, you know, if you have a, you got a couple you got a couple things you could throw at people. You know, every now and then you need a wrinkle. You know what I mean? So we could come right. out and play mini, which we don't play against two by two very much. We could come out and play mini and play coverage and line up and man the field kid and then play ten over two. We could do that or we could pull a tackle. You know, we haven't done this in a while, but it was always kind of our 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 fun thing to do against ten personnel. We'd pull a tackle and we'd line up at a thirty front and put our ends head up and we would man the widest field guy and then we'd rob to the boundary. And then we'd play cover five. Old school robber cover five over ten. Nice. Yeah. I like it. We've and done it that just, before. It's just a it's just a wrinkle. You know, it's just a wrinkle and you got to be able to, you, you got to be comfortable doing it. But, you know, all of a sudden your quarterback might make a mistake and it's a match coverage, especially if he's not, he doesn't think he's going to get it over there, you know? So that's my answer. On the old show, we had two coaches who also answered interior pressure as their preferred method for this scenario. The first was Patrick Tony, who was on the Sims and Creepers episode released May 9th, 2019, when he was the safeties coach at UL. After the 2019 season, Coach Roberts moved to Baylor, and he's now the defensive coordinator, where he did an absolutely fantastic job leading the defense during a historic season for the Raging Cajuns. His answer was what he calls a gut creeper, 
where the inside linebackers were going to align back as they were playing coverage and then blitz the A-gaps with the tackles containing exactly how we talked about with Coach Barty. The difference being the ends would drop and play coverage, which is actually a favorite call of mine. Another coach that gave a similar answer in terms of the pressure, but with different coverage, was Adam Gaylor, who was the guest on my second ever podcast, released mid-April 2019, entitled Transitioning to Three High Safeties. His preferred call is Nick Saban's Maka Pressure, which is interestingly run out of dime group. And why this presents a different look is that with it being dime group, the dime would cover the number two receiver, which meant the mic would be rushing in the interior A-gap, and the other interior rusher would be a deep safety, which is not something you see all the time. It really gives the appearance that they're playing coverage, and then surprise, here comes Minka Fitzpatrick blitzing your face. Coach Gaylord cheated and actually gave us two calls, but we love him, so we allowed it. His second call was actually a double-edge pressure out of four down with the line pinching inspired by Brent Venables' overjet purple call. Pretty simple. It's one of my favorite red zone pressures. Four down line. They all pinch down inside. You bring the nickel or Sam off one edge. You bring the will off the other edge and play cover zero behind it. To me, double edge pressure was more of a, a run blitz. But some of my guests use it in this situation, and they've been very successful. One of my other guests and good friends, Jerry Gordon from Nosset High School up in Cape Cod, was on the Split Safeties coverage episode released June 12th, 2019 on the old pod. And when I asked him the question, man, he was ready. He said since the first episode, he had been thinking about it. And the answer he came up with on the spot during the first pod was the one that he stuck with. His call, which just sounds cool. 70 crash up purple rock is similar to coach Gaylor's in the fact that it is a double edge pressure, but coach Gordon is doing it out of an odd front with 404 presentation with the down lineman. They'll all pinch inside a linebacker will come off of each edge with blitz peel on the running back. If he releases to the flat or flares, the up call puts the inside linebackers up over the guard. So it looks like interior pressure is coming and they actually bail out, which is an old favorite run and shoot beater because it holds the guards and it prevents them from fanning out right away to pick up the edge pressure with the tackle. Coach Gordon wanted to also go cover zero, and his rock was a three-by-one check that he covers in his book, Split Field Coverages, which is a fantastic read. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and after that, we'll have some answers from Don Brown, Chad McGee from Hoover High School, my good friend Brandon Lechtenberg, and more. Welcome back to the show. We're going to start off with two quick answers. The first is from Don Brown. Season 1, Episode 2, entitled Solving Problems with Aggression, released on July 30th, 2019. And the second is from Chad McGee, Season 2, Episode 11, The Hoover High School Pressure Package, released on May 12th, 2020. And just as a quick note, Coach McGee is the defensive coordinator at the famous Hoover High School. So here's Coach Brown and here's Coach McGee. Show max pressure, bring four and... and uh and play a play a zone concept that you know dumps guys in the in the uh, inside lanes, and we match the guys outside. But this four man will be an overload. This four man pressure will be an overload. So he'll the quarterback will feel it like pressure, and think you know from there that he's going to get man. Uh, Bear, we're going to bring Bear Bills four. And play our quarters package behind it and bring, try to get the wheel through and pressure. Now, for those of you who don't remember the Bills pressure that Coach McGee talked about, I know the episode came out a while ago. 
What he was explaining was to run his base cover four package, but get what I call the bear plug, inserting the wheel opposite the nose with the threes working to contain through the B gaps. The Mike and his bandit would line up on the line of scrimmage and drop off. And with that look, they're usually getting big on big protection with both guard and tackle fanning to both sides. And that really opens up that will linebacker blitzing away from the running back. One of my favorite pressures in general, and definitely my favorite odd front pressure where you have either two threes or two four eyes. And coach did mention that he had a lot of success doing that, especially versus empty. The next answer comes from one of my favorite people in all of sports and really all of humanity, Mark Marinelli, defensive coordinator at Wichita Northwest in Wichita, Kansas. He joined me for the first ever bonus pod where we did a fall camp checklist, which you will probably see retweeted from August 2021 into eternity. We were going through all the camp stuff, but I couldn't let him leave without asking him the question because I knew he had a great answer and he did not disappoint. I'm going to play man-free, I'm going to play hard inside leverage, and I'm going to make him throw the fade, or I'm going to make him throw the six route the corner, and I'm going to make that quarterback put it on the outside right now. Um, But I'm going to get violent on the inside, and I'm going to disrupt timing. I'm probably going to bring a man pressure to get the ball out even quicker and hope our technique can get the ball, and we can rake an arm down, or or we can force a bad throw. But I'm I'm going to put the pressure on the quarterback to make that play. Love it. Great answer. Uh, well, actually, are you going to bring any twists? Let me, before we go, are you going to bring any twists or blitzes or anything? You say you're going to play man free. Do you, you going to play low hole, high hole, or? I'm probably going to cancel a low hole player and, mm-hmm. and bring, bring some sort of inside pressure because I want, I want the pressure to be seen by the quarterback. I want the twist. I want the game to be shown. We run a package where we bring both up. We call it up. We bring both inside linebackers up on the same side. Um, and now we simulate a lot of pressure out of that too. But I want that quarterback thinking, I'm going to get pressure in my face right now. And they've got an overload with four guys maybe, and I've got three. One of them is going to get free. i got to get the ball out even faster. So that's one of my, my mindset is right there, is I'm going to get pressure up the middle, which is the fastest way to get noticed and the fastest way for him to throw the ball quick and outside. The next answer comes from Courtney Braswell, outside linebackers coach at Appalachian State. He joined me on Season 2, Episode 13, entitled Outside Linebacker Play in the 3-4 Defense, and gave us a great answer on what he would do in this situation. Probably going to go sub-package and try to compete with all the throws. So uh, uh, get a sub-package on the field. It's for sure passing situation. I think blitz, blitz gives you an opportunity to try to get them on the ground, but really you want to try to you really want to try to negate. They got to get the first down. It's fourth down, right? Fourth down. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh yeah, fourth down, man. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna play coverage and try to compete with all the throws across the field. I think blitz is a little high risk. I love the blitz. Typically, I would think that a lot of it depends on the opponent and the matchup. To be honest with you, but all things equal, we're as good as they are. We're gonna try to double. We're gonna try to play coverage at the sticks, uh, deny the first down. Get off the field, win the game, go celebrate. The next answer comes from Ben Robertson, who serves in quality control on the defensive side of the ball at Colorado State University. He joined me for season two, episode 18, which is actually a hybrid episode, the first of its kind. I ran a Twitter poll. Listen, do you want shorter episodes that are more frequent or do you like the longer deep dives, so to speak? And of course, the vote was 50-50, so we tried out a new hybrid. We spent half the time talking about defending the flex bone 
and some of the plans that Colorado State has used in the past, as well as answered some questions from the audience. The pod was released on October 10th, 2020, and Ben's answer is really well thought out, which if you know Ben, is absolutely no surprise. If the personnel's evenish, I'm playing 77 switch. So in my own little ripped off Saban-esque terminology, I'm, I'm going to double their top two guys by game plan. I'm, I'm going to know who, who, who are they going to throw the ball to and got to have the situations. You know, when, when the money's on the line and the chips are down, you probably have a pretty good idea who they're going to throw it to. And, and I'm going to double those guys uh, probably in and out. You know, as a generic game plan, it would probably be in and out. Like you said, it's probably not a shot situation where I would play over the top and short. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't high low double. I would in and out double. Um, I would I would in and out double their top two guys based on game plan. You know, and that's something that that I'm uh, I, I really would like to do. You know, kind of that Don Brown doubles coverage. You know, is kind of right. kind of what it would be. Um, you know, then depending on the quarterback, I would I would game the front. I might. I might let those guys just rush depending on, you know, who I got, you know, if I got a guy, if not, I'd game it up and I would, uh, I'd play a bracket coverage. That's actually probably my favorite answer. We would, uh, I mean, I'm thinking generically speaking, you're going to double the slot to the field. If it's two by two, you're going to double the slot to the field. You're going to double the outside receiver to the boundary. I mean, without knowing what's yeah. going on. Yeah. What exactly. If, if I had no idea who, which receiver was who, that's exactly who I would double two to the field and one into the boundary. The next answer comes from Jacob Gill, defensive coordinator at Shiloh Christian in Springdale, Arkansas. He was on episode six of season two, pressure packages out of the 425, released on my birthday, March 5th, and also was the day that Coach Vass football, quote unquote, started. Coach Gill is close to my heart because we are TCU brothers, and if you know anything about the system and the preferences that lie within, you won't be surprised that his answer centers around edge pressure. Uh, we're probably going to go three down. Uh, we're going to shift the front to try to, you know, get a free five yards and, and get the, the offense to move backwards. So we'll, we'll shift it. We'll run something, uh, where we're going to go from like an even front. So we'll go four zero four, uh, shift it to bear. And then we're going to run what we call either Batman or Joker, which is a, a five man pressure where we're going to smoke, uh, run our smoke pressure off wherever the back is. And then we're going to stunt uh, the end and the nose away from that side. So if, if it's from the right or from the left side, if we're smoking from the left, we've got to smoke, take the end and the nose to the right and then stick um, the bandit. It would be the bandit for us would be opposite the call, bring him and wrap him back around to the smoke side and then add uh, the wheel to that side and play uh, one high behind it. So we would call that, uh, we'd call it like even shift bear Batman pot is the coverage that we'd run behind it. Edge pressure was a common theme for the answers on the old show as well. Here are a few that fit in in that category. The first was from Brian Vaughn, AKA Blitzology, former defensive coordinator at FIT. He was on the third episode of the deep dive series released April 27th, 2019. And his answer was to bring four or five people via a simulated pressure overload, attacking the running back, trying to get a one-on-one -on -one off the edge. Ty Gower, defensive coordinator at Princeton High School in Princeton, Texas, said the same thing during the Three Safety podcast released on May 2nd, 2019. His answer was to stand everybody up in his renegade package, which was basically just the 11 best guys on the team, 
and bring the nickel from the field, but underneath the end, running Alabama slash Georgia's Falcon stride bird dog pressure. Basically what happens is it's a field overload. The end comes up field. The nickel comes underneath on a lion path. It lines up in one high and rotates to two high with the backer in the box cutting two to the field, which is one of my favorite concepts. My brother from another mother, Brandon Lechtenberg, also gave a similar answer in terms of edge pressure on the May 14th, 2019 episode, Evolution of Defending RPOs. His answer, which I've actually used before based on his recommendations, was to get into a three down package and run the NCAA blitz, but do it with both inside backers. So basically both inside backers would slide to the side of the running back. One would come off the edge. One would hit the interior gap with the end long sticking, but playing two man behind it, which seems to be a theme. Try to get great pressure and great coverage, the best of both worlds. Another friend of mine who was a little bit more aggressive in the coverage arena is Slade Calhoun who at the time was the defensive coordinator at Mumford High School in Tennessee, but is now the head coach. On the deep dive episode entitled Transitioning from the 425 to the 34, released on July 16th, 2019, my final episode there, he talked about playing cover zero with edge pressure, especially if it was sprint out. But he did say that he would like more interior stuff if it was a pocket passer. Our next answer comes from Robert Rubel, defensive coordinator at Robinson High School in Robinson, Texas. Defensive coordinator at Robinson High School in Robinson, Texas. He was on the pod season two, episode two on the 46 defense, released January 25th, 2020. And here's his answer. It's fascinating. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I would say there's a good chance I'm fixing to go nickel cover edge day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get in man under. I'm gonna make you try to beat us with a fader out with a free safety running over the top of it. Can you go over the rules for Red Stay again real quick? I know you talked about it earlier in the podcast, but just to give the person, the people a visual. It's two by two. We're going to be in a 5-1 look with a one-high look. So it's going to look like a, a man-free coverage. And we're going to be bringing five out of our 46 concept front. Um, red means the free safety is going to go to the strong side rotation. So we're going to tell him right now, if that corner rolls up and plays press coverage, they're going to try to throw the fade right there because that's going to be the, the best look that they have. So you get you run over the top of it. That's the whole key. you got to run over the top of that fade. And um, he's going to rotate to the strong side. We're going to swipe the backside. Um, if we were worried, we have a call. We, we can make a call what we call swipe take. If we're worried about him hitting a number two receiver, in a swipe concept, that means that the guy sitting over number two that would normally go to one, he's going to stay on two and lock him man to man, and then the inside dropper is going to go rob one. But the corner is still the deep guy. So we, depending on if we think they were going to try to hit number two in that situation, we might swipe take that. But we're going to swipe the weak side. But we're right there, if, if they're down to their last snap and they got to get it and, and, and get the kicker on the field, I'm going to try to make him throw the fade to beat us, and I'm going to roll somebody over the top. Before we get to the last answer from the Make Defense Great Again podcast, I want to make sure I get a few other guys from the old show to give their answers. Two guys that you know well had different approaches in terms of the front end, but both talked about playing catch or off man, emphasizing the sticks, almost letting the receiver close the DB's cushion so they could play the sticks and make the quarterback throw behind them. The first is Cody Alexander, who at the time was DB coach at Midlothian High School and is now the co-DC and safeties coach at Mesquite Horn High School. 
He was on the episode entitled Match Quarters and Defending RPOs, released May 22nd, 2019. And he emphasized playing sticks coverage and rushing four. Whereas Burt Watts, who at the time was linebackers coach at Fresno State and defensive coordinator, is now at the University of Memphis, talked about bringing pressure and playing at the sticks on his RPO episode released the next week, May 29th, 2019. Again, both guys talking about a different presentation up front. Both guys, though, talking about playing sticks coverage and the importance of being in control. So if the ball was thrown in front of them, they could break up on it. But where they didn't give a cushion and if the offense tried to get behind them, the DB could be in a position to make a play. The last defensive guest I had on Deep Dive was Mark Duda, head coach at Lackawanna College. He joined me on the penultimate episode entitled Defensive Line Technique, Run Twists, and Pass Rush Games, released July 10th, 2019. He had a different take that was pretty unique to the rest of the answers. It involved edge pressure. But he, he stressed to have the DN grab the tackle and bring a really fast safety off the edge, which was interesting to me because I know Coach Duda is a D-line guy at heart. Obviously, we, that's what we talked about on the show. But Lackawanna has had a lot of really good safeties. A lot of guys go D1, as they have every other position. But he made the remark that his safeties were really good and they could run faster, so turn them loose, which I thought was really interesting and really shows a guy that knows his personnel and knows how to maximize their abilities. He also wanted to man up the receivers and have the outside linebackers walked off off the edge and then double two to their side. Our last MDGA podcast guest that I asked a question to was Nick Davis, defensive coordinator at Rose Holman. He was on just last week for season two, episode 23, entitled Innovative Pressure Packages, and Coach gave a really good answer. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we'll probably sub out our, our Will linebacker and bring in the defensive back so we have kind of six cover guys out on the field. Um, I'm going to get into our, our bear front, but I'm going to have our Bob and our Mike linebacker sitting in the B gap. So this is kind of a, a Nick Saban um, thing is where I'm going. Um, so what we're going to play is a two man type of defense. Um, so we'll man across the board. We're going to have the five down. I'm going to go into our match personnel. So I'm going to take our best pass rusher and put them against their worst guy, um, their worst tackle, or if their center's bad, we're hoping to get into a, a big on big protection um, look there. And uh, my Bob or Mike is going to be a spy guy. Um, they're going to banjo the tailback. So if the tailback goes and runs a route, the, that linebacker's got him. The other linebacker is a late spy rush. Uh, make sure the quarterback gets rid of the football. Uh, we're playing man across the board. Instead of pedaling with the safeties, though, we're going to use a slide technique and we're going to try to rob the sticks. So those two high safeties are going to be super aggressive um, sitting there at the sticks. And uh, they go four verts, and, uh, again, they beat us, they beat us. But uh, we're, we're playing the situation. We're trying to get our best pass rusher home. We're accounting for the quarterback getting out of the pocket with the spy guy, and everyone else is covered, and we got two safeties robbing the sticks. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is an answer from Joe Moorhead, who was the head coach at Mississippi State at the time is now the offensive coordinator at Oregon. He was the first crossover episode I had where I interviewed an offensive coach and how they attack defense that was released on the old pod on June 19th, 2019. And I found his answer fascinating. Maybe it's just a lack of understanding of what offenses are trying to do in these crunch time situations. But I was really fascinated with Coach Moorhead's thought process. His answer began with lining up as fast as possible so we could ID the defense, getting into a two-by-two set, he felt that way he could see the coverage clearer 
and then it's harder to disguise that a two by two than it is three by one for the defense. To the field, he wanted a two-man concept that was a man-beater, presumably to allow more space, and into the boundary, a two-man concept that was, quote, an all-purpose zone-beater, end quote. He said while calling that play, and he would have it ready in that situation, obviously, he would also have a seven-man max pro cover zero beater or a screen ready to go in case the defense gave them a blitz look. This whole thing is fascinating to me because when I interviewed Coach Cody Alexander, who I just talked about a few minutes ago, He said he wanted to show pressure back out and play coverage with a check in his back pocket. The cat and mouse game in football is just ultimately fascinating, and I know a lot of us really enjoy that chess match. And as most of you know, I will be releasing an offensive podcast coming in 2021, and you bet your ass I'm going to be asking the same question to every offensive guest I have on to see their thought process. As I've mentioned many times on the pod before, I feel this question is really fascinating and telling of a coach's personality. And to be honest, before I would interview a guest, I would try to predict what they were going to say when it got there. And some guys were true to form, and some guys surprised me. But ultimately, as you've seen, there's a lot of different ways to do things with a lot of fantastic answers, from drop eights to bring sevens, with zone, man, man match, and straight man coverage. Bluffing and dropping, showing off and coming, or just lining up and playing. There really is many ways to skin a cat, And I hope the podcast so far has given you a window into many of these coaches' methods. Thanks for listening, and here's to a better 2021. Thank you for joining me on the last episode for the year 2020. It was very nice to go walk down memory lane and listen to some of the amazing coaches that we've had on. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a happy new year. I hope 2021 is better for the world, and I hope that you commit making those quarterbacks get tears in their eyes. Sound good?